Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, everyone. You're listening to Jedi and Germs, a weekly podcast brought to you by Spreaker. I am Alan Zog, the Jedi. He is John English, the Germs guy. John, good morning. How are you? I'm doing well, and thank you, Mr. Zog. And now let me introduce you to the man who needs no introduction, the reigning, defending, undefeated, undisputed, best producer of any podcast in the world, Devin Masters. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you. Good morning. Yes, it it is is a very good morning. So I I figured I'd I'd say it three times. And and with an introduction like that, I I can do what I want. John gives me the liberty to do whatever I want. Well deserved. Eh. You you have the liberty on this podcast, Evan. What are you talking about? You can do whatever you want. I know. I know I can. This this is we're (laughs) we're, we're renaming the podcast. I didn't tell you guys. Um, Okay, what's the new name? It, it's the Devon Show. Ooh. <laughs> Devin, it's nice knowing you. Apparently, John's fired you. <laughs> All right, guys, I'm a, I'm a bounce. Uh... No, you're not. <laughs> oh gosh, guys, we got a few things to talk about today. It looks like, and I know where we want to start with the jazz. Like the biggest news right now. That's Still grumblings, nothing, nothing set in stone, but that of Quinn Snyder. Yeah, uh, we've had some more clarity over the last couple of weeks on that situation. Um, it seemed like in April that everything was going to be solid, but we've heard from Tim McMahon, we've heard from Tony Jones. Uh, David Locke gave his speculation on it. Um, it sounds like Quinn really, there really is a decent chance that he might not be back next year. He does have one year left on his deal. He has an extension that he has not signed, and they're thinking he could just, you know, sit out a year, not come back, um, and then, you know, and and the Quinn, the Quinn Snyder era might be over. Some of the stuff I've heard is that uh, one thing Locke said is this is the first time in his eight years with the Jazz that he felt like uh, he wasn't. Uh, how do I put it? He wasn't connecting with the players sometimes, or the players the players didn't seem to be fully bought in to what he was trying to do. Um, and you you saw that there there wasn't as much joy this year among the team, and there was you know a bunch of fourth quarter collapses. There's chemistry rumors all year. Um, this this was a rough year, not just for the players, not just for the fans, but apparently for Quinn too. And so he's. You know, he's he's letting all this ambiguity stay out there. This this story has been going on for weeks and people still don't know what he's going to do. So, you know, I, I hope he's back. I, I had some problems with his coaching this year, not enough to want him to see him go. Um, I do think that they need some different personnel moves. And I'm hoping that the first round exit is a wake up call to the guys who are still here. But, you know, 
it, it sounds like it's 50-50 whether or not he's going to be back. My question is, and you talked about the cohesive situation and, and whether players were really, whether he had their ear or anything. You know, obviously there's speculation here, and I don't want to get into it too much, but I wonder, is any of that issue with his two stars, or could it be everyone else? Could could everything be okay with with Quinn and Don, or Quinn and Rudy, or Quinn and both of them? Or is there really a legitimate issue there that maybe we just don't know? Uh, I think it has to be with at least one or both of them. I think if everything's hunky-dory with Rudy and Don, but he has problems with other guys in the team, that just doesn't sound real. Right. Um, the, the tension between Rudy and Don has been there all year that we've heard about, and I know how all of us feel about Jazz Rimmers, but it does seem like there's something to it. Um, you know, it, it seemed like a miracle when Don passed to Rudy in the last few seconds of that one playoff game. And you see Rudy get open a lot. They they will switch a smaller guy on Rudy in the paint, and yet they won't pass him the ball. And I feel like that is – I feel like Quinn has been designing some plays where the guys just aren't executing the plays or they're going to the second and third option before they even consider the first option. It just seems right. like there's a lot of that going on. Okay. Devin, you have any thoughts on this? I know you do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you can't think that everything's good with Quinn and Donovan when uh... – when you look at what the the offense has been late in those games, the the, the offense isn't executed. How, how many times do we see Donovan Mitchell playing hero ball that wasn't exactly heroic? You know that yeah. that just yeah. You know that if if your guys aren't executing the offense, then there's clearly a problem between you and the coach. And I don't right. think things are great between Rudy and Quinn either because Rudy was incredibly disgruntled and it seemed to be pretty public um throughout last season so i don't know the the thing i have the biggest problem with is you've got a a franchise sitting there waiting on a coach to make a decision in the meantime it's a gordon hayward situation Mm. What, what, what are you missing out on because someone's not making up their mind if he's not sure if he wants to be here then he shouldn't be here. Here, here's here's a thought I have, and and I'm sure this has been thought up already by plenty of people. But what if Quinn is waiting to see if the Jazz make a move to move one of their big pieces? Maybe he's he's of the opinion he doesn't want to be back if they're both back, and maybe he has one specific player he'd like to come back for and want the Jazz to make a decision for him to decide whether he stays. I realize that's kind of. It, it doesn't it, matter. It's not good. It, it shouldn't matter. No, and it doesn't matter. But but is there a possibility? I'm just I'm throwing it out there. Is there a possibility that that's the case? Is there even a finite possibility that that's the case? It's possible, but I don't. Ho- I hope he doesn't drag it out that long. The Jazz can't do anything until no draft night and then free agency the week after that. But maybe he's waiting on their that on mean- their on their their their. their, their admission to him that something will happen and they'll make sure that this is what they do you know what i mean i don't know maybe but that means holding the franchise hostage for another month right right and like we said i mean i just don't see quinn doing that honestly i don't think that's something he'd do i really don't under under what influence though like why do you say that because i mean it seems that way now but i just i don't know here's the thing guys I have grown to hate this team 
I have grown to hate everyone on this team. Everyone? Pretty much everyone. Because okay. it, it's gotten ridiculous. You, your superstars are divas, and there's all these rumors about they can't play together. Now there's rumors that your coach doesn't want to be here, but isn't going to say he doesn't want to be here. And he's just waiting it out, keeping the franchise from finding a replacement if he's going to walk out the door. You've got an owner who's a goober and redesigning the jerseys to who knows what. This team is just a mess from top to bottom. Uh, I wouldn't say a mess, but they're definitely in flux. Um, they, they've plateaued. Yes. And last year was the exception. The bubble was weird to a few teams. And this was the season to see if the bubble was real or not. And we learned with some teams like the Suns that the bubble was um, an actual step in development. And they have been able to stay on that. And franchises like, you know, the Jazz and maybe even the Lakers, you'd say the bubble was the exception. But now, now we're seeing who they really are. And there's yeah, a lot of issues. <laughs> but there was a season between the bubble and this. Yes, there was. And the Jazz well, were the number well, one team yeah, in the, the NBA. That, that was the season. fluke. Yeah. Right. We've had our first full season, our first regular full 82-game season in three years. And now we're back to seeing who teams really are. And the Jazz are where they were three years ago. They're, you know, first-round team. Right. right. I, I, don't, I don't even know. Are, are we a first-round team? Oh. We are a first-round team. Yes, but, we are. But, I mean, if you look at what trajectory the Jazz were on towards the end of the season, had yeah. that been our full well, season, you know what I mean? True. Yeah, they were yes. a 500 team for the second half. And I, I don't know if 500 makes the playoffs. So if that's yeah, what you were carrying a, Are you, ta- are you talking about this last team. year? Are you talking about this last year when they were the number one team? No, no, I'm, I'm talking no, about... this year. This, oh, this, this year, past this season, year. the one we just gotcha. wrapped up. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, we, we're we're going backwards, right? So it, we're we're as far as I'm concerned, we're a mess. I'm not saying we are the kings. You know, we're we're not we're not that. We're not a a, a bottom dweller. No offense to Kings fan who are listening. It's not your fault. I'm um, I'm going to argue that we're better than the Lakers situation. Yeah, of course, Lakers have a ton of free agency they can look at. I mean, Devin, you said not the Kings, but let's say we're not the Lakers either. Yeah, we don't have LeBron James either, though. (laughs) That's fair. (laughs) You know, let's be honest. The the thing that the Jazz don't have is the Jazz don't have an attractive market to bring people in. They don't have, you know, one of the greatest players of all time, if not the greatest. Um you know, a healthy Anthony Davis would make a difference, but who knows if that's ever going happen. to happen. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, the Lakers are in a bad spot, but the Lakers could get out of that spot. Um, you know, if they could get rid of Russ, that's that's my personal opinion. If you get rid of Russ, you get even back like a fraction of his talent in different positions. Uh, but, but who knows? But yeah, the... The Jazz are in a bad spot, and it's frustrating, I think, for fans because you think back to a year ago, we were we were in a really good spot, or so we thought. Right. And even this year, I mean, they started twenty-eight and ten. Right. And then they went twenty-one and twenty-three the rest of the way. Yeah. Um. 
All right, that's 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 enough on that. Let's talk real quick. You said the pay. I see in the notes you're talking payroll. So let's add yeah. insult to injury here, since we're talking about this. Um, the payroll is not going to help much either. No, they ha- they were the sixth highest payroll this year. They are currently the sixth highest payroll next year. Obviously, a bunch of other teams have free agents they can sign. But you have $37 million going to Rudy, you have $30 million going to Don, you have $22 million going to Conley, you have $20 million going to Boyan, 13 to Clarkson, 9 to Royce, 7 to Wancho, 6 to Rudy Gay, 5 to uh, Alexander Walker, and then the rookie guys, Doak and Trent Forrest and Jared Butler. Um, but right there at the top, your, your top three guys right there is... 37, 30, and 22. Um, that's what? 89? Well, it's actually 90 million because you add in a few hundred thousand. So 90 million for those top three guys. Yep. Um, is that, and are those, you know, if you're putting 90 million in three guys, you want those guys to be able to carry you deep into the playoffs. And it looks like those three just aren't the guys to do it. Um, they got really exposed by Dallas on offense the the number one jazz offense was like played like they were the 26th best offense in the playoffs and yes dallas was really good defensively but there's no reason for them to make them look that bad in my opinion and you know don we're used to playoff donovan and you look at his playoff numbers over the year and it's a very well-earned reputation but this year it just was not the case um his his offensive numbers were really bad and we don't even have to go into the defensive lapse as we saw because the main reason the Jazz lost is they just could not score. You look at all those games and you add it all up. The Jazz, the Jazz offense did not have answers for the Dallas defense. So now you have now when you look at it, I mean, I think I can't imagine a world where all three of those guys are back on this team next year. And Agreed. of those three, I do think Conley's the one they try to move the most, but yes, they they, they can't. They cannot try to run this back. There has to be some serious change there. The difficult part with trading or moving pieces is the Jazz are at a disadvantage because they don't have they don't have picks. And we talked about this last time we we did an episode. But that said, if they can draw the right deal, they'll get some picks in return. So it might I don't know. There's lots of different angles you could look at to do this. And I, I do think Conley is the likely one to be moved. I mean, his contract is the most uh, attractive enough to do so when it, when it comes to moving guys. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But there's also his age. Um, I, I think there will be a few teams out there that could probably that might want to have that veteran point guard show up. Um, I think Chris right. Paul really answered a lot of doubters uh conley's not quite chris ball or anything but he is right. he has been a proven steady hand throughout the years his own numbers still look good this year um yeah so so he'll be attractive to some team out there i just you right. know i feel like they could have gotten more if they'd done it a year earlier and i completely understand why they wanted to run it back because they were the mm-hmm. number one seed and there were the injuries but this year this year it's obvious running back just won't work right well, the problem with running, well, you couldn't have made the move for Conley last year, right? Because he just signed that. Uh, yeah, he was a free agent. Deal. They wanted to yeah. keep him. So yeah. So could have lost him for nothing or re-signed him. Right. Yeah. The the problem with Conley, I think, with moving him is going to be his health because he hasn't been healthy the last few seasons. I mean, 
I, I don't know how much that factors into a team. You also run into this problem of, you know, it, it seems like guys either want to be, not guys, but teams. Teams either want to be a contender or they want to be in a rebuild mode. Right. And where does Conley fit in between those two? Because there are very few teams that are just happy to sit in the middle. Right. Yeah. Is Conley a guy who's going to push you over the top as a contender with the size of his contract? Or is he someone that you want to mentor your your younger players? And, and do you want to pay for that? You know, I, I don't know. Right. So we'll see. I, I do think he's the uh, he's the piece that should be moved first. But I have told you guys that I think blow it up is the option at this point that I go with personally. Yeah, but they're not going to do that. And you know that. Well, they're not because Ryan Smith wants an all star on his roster when the all star. That is not the reason to not blow it up, nor is it the reason he would do that. It is the reason. No, it's 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 a factor. It's a factor. If they want to blow it up, they're going to get rid of their all stars. I don't see them trading away their all stars and not getting at least one all star back in return. I can see an all star for all star trade. But he's not going to trade Rudy and Don for nothing but prospects and picks. Oh, and um, I don't expect if, if him they're to traded it at all. No, I don't, I don't think they will either. I think they'll keep Rudy and Don another year together yeah. and see what happens from there. But I do think yeah. half of the rest of the roster's gone. Oh yeah, absolutely. So um, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, all right, that's enough jazz talk. Uh, I think there's nothing else to to discuss there. So let's move on to. The NBA Finals. Yeah, game one happened. Game two was later today. Um, I didn't watch the. I watched highlights of game one and was super impressed by the fourth quarter comeback of the Celtics. Um, this is suddenly an exciting series. I thought the Warriors were just going to have this cakewalk, and now it's a real finals. What did you guys think? I didn't hardly watch it at all. I watched early in the game, then shut it off. I have really no interest in this whatsoever, but yet uh, here I am checking in once in a while. Um, The defenses, you have two very good defensive teams, which is funny. We talked about this last time on the last episode on defenses, but these two teams are really good defensively. But the first half was interesting, too. They both both teams took a combined 40 plus three pointers in the first half. That's like a lot of threes by two teams. Um, one team, I think, was 11 of 40, and the other one was like, I don't know, like 12 of 43 or something like that. But it was both teams hit, hit, hit or, or 11 of 20, sorry, and then the other one was... Anyway, they both took like 20 threes. But it was Boston's comeback that hit what? They hit like four or five threes in a row, didn't they? In that late fourth quarter? Well, Boston finished 50% from three. I mean, yeah, and I think their last four or five shots to put them kind of over the top. I mean, that last run, they were what down 103 to 100. They hit a three, they tied it, and then went on a what was it, a 17 to 17 to five run to win the game, something like that. Yeah, they started the fourth quarter and they were down uh, 12, I think. And then and then they just they just went on this tear and Warriors had no answer for them. Yeah. And you know, blew it up from there. I mean, and and I I do remember going over all the highlights. I mean, I know Horford was big in the fourth quarter. Brown was big in the fourth quarter. Looking at the final box scores, like Jason Tatum had this bad game, 
And so, you know, Jason Tatum, I think he's like three of 17. He's not going to be that bad in every game. And so Warriors now have to really, they have concerns now. So, I I don't know. Devin, I don't think watched it either. Devin's like me. No interest, right? No, there's interest. I was just busy that night. Um, (laughs) I I think the Warriors are are fine. You know, it was a, a collapse. Um. Jazz fans know all about a fourth quarter collapse. Wow. So shots fired. I'm I'm, I'm over <laughs> here speaking the truth today, and I don't care who doesn't like it because it is what it is at this point. You're bitter. Um, I'm not I'm not bitter. I'm being realistic about everything I've said, Alan. And you don't have to like it. It's fine. I did. But say I am, I didn't I like am it. not one to sugarcoat things. And John gave me a very nice introduction, and I do what I want. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, you you um, have the green light. I told you that. But uh, I, I I think the Warriors are fine. I mean, the Warriors have been there. Um, so I feel like they have the experience. The Celtics, yeah, miraculous comeback. Um, the Celtics are are good guys. They they could win it all. But um, I I feel like this is going to be a series. I, I it's going to go at least six games. You know. Yeah. So yeah. I'm I'm not putting too much in into one game that involved a collapse. Let's see what happens in game two, game three, and and then we'll know. You know, if the Celtics come out and win another and they're up two O or two one, then uh they they have a good chance to win it all. If the Warriors come out and win the next two, you know, I, I feel like they have the momentum and, and the Warriors will get it done from there. So right. My bet is the Warriors do win game two, but then um, then you go to Boston for two games, and I think... No, no, then they go... Uh, was, was for it three a, games. It's three it games. three games? Yeah, they never changed that format. No. I still think it's 2-3-2, two, two, isn't it? All right, well, that's I what know. I mean, is, is uh, they'll, they'll go to Boston. I, I think Warriors win tonight. They go back to Boston. I think Boston wins that next game. Um... Oh, God. my bad. It is back to it is two two one one and one. It is two two yeah. one one and one. My bad. Yeah, they they. I think there was complaints a few years ago that the yeah that the the team with the lower seed was getting a bigger advantage having three games in a row at home. Yeah, that was my bad. I remember that, but I didn't remember it changing. So, yeah. So Boston goes home and and Boston, they've got. I don't know. They got the split they wanted. This could be very interesting. No. Yeah, and I I was incorrect. I thought uh I thought Boston had home court for some reason. No. But yeah, you know we'll we'll see what happens. But because the Warriors weren't the first seed, it's just that you know the East was that much more close together. The Warriors yeah. also have the better home record on the season. They went thirty-one and ten, but that goes out the door because they've already lost one in this in the in this round. Yeah. So. Yeah. Is I got a question for you. Is this is this the uh, I I'm thinking the word swan song, but it may not apply here. Is this the Warriors swan song? Like, is this no. do you see this as their last opportunity, or do you think they're still going to be okay for a while because they're getting older? They will be okay for a while. See, one thing that really interests me about this series is what is the losing team going to do? And I could see the Warriors. If the Warriors lose the finals, I could see them looking at all their young pieces and going, "We we we need 
to upgrade. We need to get uh, a better piece uh, in here to help get us another championship. I mean, there was there was rumors a while back about the Warriors wanting Rudy and trading Wiggins and Wiseman and their young pieces for him. It wouldn't surprise me if the Warriors lost this series if if that rumor like gained steam again or them just right. looking around and saying, you know, what can we do now? If they win, then awesome. Then they're sitting pretty and everything. And then the Celtics are the ones who go, well, we had this rookie coach and we kind of figured out some things, but now we need to now we need to see what else we can upgrade. So that that's the right. story within the story with the finals. But no, war, this isn't their swan song. Warriors will be fine. Okay. All right. Well, let's see how game two goes and how the rest of the series goes. But uh, is that the is that it for NBA? There really isn't much else to talk about in the NBA, is there? Oh, you had the over under look back. Did you want? Do we have time? Did you want to go over that? Um. Yeah, we can do that. Uh, I just wanted to look. We made our make our over under predictions at the beginning of the year, and yes. then, it's, then it's kind of fun to go back and see how we did. So. Um, let's go through this. Atlanta, the beginning of the season, they were at 46 and a half. Um, Devin and I took the over. Allen took the under. Atlanta finished with 43. Um, so congrats. Actually, let me set this thing up so I can. Wait, what was it again? So, so I got the, I got the congrats on that one, right? Yep. Sweet. Okay. John's got to keep so, tallies because in the yes, past we've done tallies. <laughs> So Boston, their over theirs was forty six and a half, and they finished at fifty one. Devin and Allen took the under. I took the over, so I got that one. Ooh, Devin, what was wrong with us? We took the under. <laughs> it's a rookie head coach. That was what was wrong yeah. with us. Yeah, that's true. Brooklyn, they their over under was fifty six and a half. They finished at forty four. Um. Devin and Allen took the over, and I took the under. Hooray for me. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Charlotte, their over-under was 38.5. They finished at 43. All of us took the over. We're all geniuses. Uh, let's see. Okay. Uh, Chicago, their over-under was 42.5. They finished with 46, so they finished over. Um, Devin and I took the under Allen took the over, so he got that one. Um, Cleveland, where's Cleveland? Cleveland, they finished with 44, but their over under was 26 and a half. They were predicted to be just an absolute terrible team, and this is what kills me. We all took the under. We were all wrong on that one. Oh, um, miracle season by Cleveland. Okay, Detroit, their over under was 24 and a half. They finished with 23, so they did manage to finish under. And Alan and I took the under. Devin took the over. Uh, this is a case study on why I don't gamble. <laughs> uh, Indiana, they finished at 25, but their over-under was 42.5. Alan's the only one who took the under. Wow. Man, they had a bad season. I thought Rick Carlisle would do better than that. Yeah, okay. No kidding. Miami, they finished at 53. Their over-under was 48.5, so they finished over. I took the under, and you took to, took the over. Okay. Milwaukee, they were at 54.5, but they finished with 51, so they 
finished under, which we all got wrong. We all took the over. Okay, New York, their over-under was 41 and a half, and they finished at 30, 37, and yet all of us took the over, so we're all wrong on that one. Orlando, their over-under was 22 and a half, and they finished at 22, so they did finish under, and we all took the under. Sweet. So now we go to Philadelphia. They finished at 51. Their over-under was 50 and a half. Uh, we all took the under, but I also, none of us foresaw the James Harden trade. Exactly. Okay, um, Toronto, their over-under was 36 and a half, but they finished at 48. So they finished over. We all got that one wrong. And then Washington, they finished at 35. Their over-under was 34 and a half, so they did manage to go over. I'm the only one that took the over on that one. All right. Western Conference, dun, 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 dun. Dallas, they finished at 52. Their over-under was 48 and a half, and we all took the under. Wow. Ooh. Uh, Denver, 46 and a half was their preseason line. They finished at 48, so they did go over. Uh, Alan and I took the over, Devin took the under. Uh, Golden State, we all had them go under 48 and a half. And they finished with 53, so we're all wrong. Uh, Houston, their over-under was 27 and a half, and we all took the under, and they finished with 20. So we're all right on that one. They were just and awful. Purposely so. Uh, Clippers, their over-under was 45 and a half, and they finished with 42, so they did finish under. And you two got the under on that. I picked over. Uh, let's see. The Lakers, 53 and a half. They finished at 33. Allen took the over. Devin and I took the under. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Can you say that one more time? Hey, stop it. Allen took it. the over on the Lakers <laughs> at 53 and a half. Devin and I took the under. <laughs> stop it. Stop it. I right. feel better. I feel better. <laughs> you shouldn't. Memphis over under was... 41 and a half. They finished at 56. Uh, you two took the over. I took the under. Minnesota, 34 and a half. They finished at 46. Uh, Devin's the only one who took the over on that. Pelicans. Next. <laughs> Pelicans finished at 36. Their over under was 38 and a half. We all took the under. We were all right. Uh, OKC, 23 and a half was the over-under. They finished with 24. Oh, my gosh. We all took the under, and we were wrong. Wow. Uh, Phoenix, 51 and a half. They finished with 64. We all took the over. We are all right. Okay. Portland with 44 and a half. We all took the over, and they finished at 27. Ouch. Sacramento, 35 and a half. And they finished at 30. Good grief, that poor franchise. Uh, Alan and I took the under on that one. Uh, San Antonio Spurs, we all took the under at 28 and a half. They wound up finishing at 34, so we're all wrong on that one. And then Utah, 51 and a half. We all took the over, and they finished with 49, so we're all wrong on that. So, of the over-unders, Devin got 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. Alan got 
1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. And I got 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. Holy crap. We were all under 500 this season. What a wacky but season. But, but who got the most right again? Say that one more time then. One oh, more yeah. time. Alan got Alan. 14. Alan, okay. you took the Lakers at 53 and a and half. Yet I still, <laughs> and yet I still beat the over-under. Let's see. The ones where he was the only one right was he was the only one who got the under-right on Indiana, the only one who got the over-right on Chicago, and the only one who got the under-right on the Hawks. Oh, and by the way, that Chicago pick, wow. Did anybody expect Chicago to be that good? They, well, they had a good season. They did. They did. Um, you know, 42 and a half seemed kind of funky. They had a really solid start. They they kind of lost yeah. it a bit toward the end, but still 46 wins, six seed. Yeah. yeah. So, yes, I chose the Lakers. Can we move on from that already? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so <No>. that's that. <laughs> yes, we can, Devin. We're moving on to Devin's quick hits. Okay, so uh, I'd like to revisit the Lakers. No. Um, <laughs> oh, fine. Okay. I guess you don't want to talk about coaching hires. Whatever. Yes. Like go that. ahead. Go ahead. Let's hear it. The uh, Lakers got their guy. They got their coach. John, do you like the pick? Uh, seems fine. It, it's it's hard to really know. He hasn't had any head coaching before, right? He's just been an assistant. Yeah. Yes. Um, has he even been an assistant? He's not even listed as a assistant coach where was he looking right now in the east yeah Yeah, i thought he was i thought it was toronto wasn't it uh no he was an assistant coach on the lakers like 10 years ago and then he was an assistant coach with the hawks yep and and then he was with the okay he was assistant coach with the bucks in 21 2018 and 21 Oh, was he? Yeah, he joined in 2018. So oh, yeah, there, there are three it is. seasons. Yeah, three yeah, seasons. Yeah, basketball reference is usually good at this, but they don't list him here. So I just went to Wikipedia instead. But okay, yeah, so he's part of the Laker family. And if you're an assistant coach with that many, I mean, assistant coach with Kobe's rings, assistant coach with Giannis's rings, sounds good. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm just checking. I wasn't sure. Do we have any other coaching vacancies that have been filled? No, there was, by the way, there was a, uh, I don't think so, but I thought I remember reading that one of the jazz assistants moved on. Yeah, uh, there there has been others. Mike Brown was hired by the Kings. Yeah. So, and there's only, the only official vacancy right now is Charlotte Hornets. It hasn't been filled yet. Okay. And yeah, Igor moves from uh, Dallas, I believe, to the Nets. Does that sound right? Yeah, I think so. As an assistant coach, so. Where did Sergey go? Do you remember? Uh, that one I don't know. I was just about to look. He went uh, to the Blazers. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. It was with the Blazers. That's right. And I, and I hear he was one of our bigger analytics guys. So we'll see. We'll see how that nice. gets filled. Okay, so there's the uh, the NBA coaching carousel. Um, 
In other news, I did see that LeBron James becomes the first active NBA player to become a billionaire. Saw that. Um, I mean, this is not going to turn into me talking about how I feel about billionaires. But <laughs> do you think he is or how common do you think this is going to become? Because he's the first to do it. Jordan did it after his career. Kobe did it after his career. But the contracts that we're seeing now are are crazy. I mean, they're they're just crazy in size. So the contracts are crazy in size, but let in size. But let's not forget Kobe's and Jordan's. Like it, aside from their contracts, that we're talking about endorsements and stuff too. Like that's you're well, talking that's, about the most marketable guy in the world. Not just your contract within the NBA, but like with everything. It's ridiculous. It's the vast right? majority of it. I mean, yeah, the biggest contract last year, I think, was forty-five million. Something is in the forties. It was in forty-something million. And yet, with making something like that every year, he managed to become a billionaire. So the the vast majority is the other stuff. It's it's endorsements, yeah. it's investments, it's stuff like that. So yeah, he he's he showed it can be done while you're still active. I mean, no one else is going to play as long as he is, as high at the level as he is, at least for a long time. But you know, there there's a way. It'll it'll happen again. It's not going to be suddenly be this common thing. But yeah, mm-hmm. he is he is showing guys in the NBA this is how you can get to be worth nine figures pretty fast. And now he's worth ten. So let me let me read this to you real quick from CNN. Uh, in his NBA salary from his three different teams during the past 19 years, he's amounted 383 million, and then he's raked in upwards of 900 million dollars in endorsements and other business ventures, from Nike to AT&T to PepsiCo to Walmart. Uh, like, like it just goes goes down the line. He says he's he has investments in fitness startup Tonal, ride sharing company Lyft, and the eatery upstart Blaze Pizza. Like this mm-hmm. guy's like, like it's ridiculous the the amount of endorsements and and pieces of of companies and businesses he has. Um, well, not only not only that, I mean he's he's in the entertainment industry yep. with his movies. Um, yep. With doesn't he have like a series on HBO or something? Something like that. And he, he I was, was part of that. Uh, there was a show that he was uh producing or something that was on i can't remember one of the major networks abc or nbc or something some game show that was started in the last couple of years can't remember what it was called but let's so see let he's me, let me let me, uh, ch- let me correct you one thing john house party let me let me correct you on one thing kobe was not a billionaire the only other one on the only other notable nba player on the list of forbes is Michael Jordan, and it took him until 2014 to hit the billionaire status. Kobe wasn't? Are you sure? No, that's what CNN's reporting. On okay. Forbes' list of basketball billionaires, Jordan and and uh, and LeBron are the only two, and it took Jordan, what, 10 years after his career to achieve the billionaire status. So that's something else to look at. LeBron's doing it while still actively playing. Yeah, I was surprised when you said Kobe, but that makes sense. Um, I, I thought Jordan Kobe was, especially with like his, his shoe deal with Nike and yeah. everything else that he had going on. According to maybe he became. This, I mean, let's see. When he died, he was worth an estimated six hundred million. 
Um, and okay. his est- his estate is still worth about six hundred million. So his his widow's been able to really keep that going. Good for her. Yeah. Well, guess we'll see then. Yep. So no, but I okay. I, I remember looking at like. Uh, Steph Curry's contract and seeing what he was scheduled to make in the next few years. I mean, those those numbers are just insane when you look at at some of the NBA contracts and these super max deals that guys are getting. So obviously, it's just going to take more than that. But that's a that's a nice stepping stone to that status. I was just bringing up the Forbes article as well. I don't know, you know, yeah, trying see. to see if anything else was miss was mentioned, but. Uh, even in, yeah, in, in Forbes official, uh, statement, official article, they, they only cite Jordan and, and, and LeBron. Well, okay. I just pulled up this article. I don't know how reliable this source is, but it said the 11, the 11 richest NBA players, Michael Jordan's number one at 2.2 billion. Magic Johnson's at 600 million. Okay. This is old. Yeah, it is old because as of right now, I'm looking at the Forbes that was just released three days ago, and they were talking about this. Oh, this is Uh, a month ago, so I don't know why they're saying. Because LeBron is 1.2 billion right now. So you have, uh, yeah, he's the only active. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, they're... uh... They can't confirm his shoe deal, which is why they're not listing it in his net worth in this article. Never mind, it's crap. Who, Kobe? No, LeBron. But it was if they're if they're not listing that, then I'm not going to read the rest of the names because sounds like they're guessing. Well, and yeah. Forbes actually breaks it down. Here's what kills me. Oh my gosh. Yeah, trust Forbes. Breaking down. Here's a breakdown of his estimated one billion fortune. Three hundred million in the Spring Hill Company, which is that entertainment company. 90 million in Fenway Sports Group, 80 million in real estate, 30 million in Blaze Pizza, uh, and and other investments in cash are more than 500 million. And they list the others as things like, uh, actually, they don't list what the others are. But he shares a publicly traded. He sh- he has shares in. Let's see, this includes proceeds from major scores like three billion dollars in sale of Beats by Dre to Apple in 2014. Uh, shares of publicly traded fitness company Beachbody. Um, so I mean, he's got he's got money in everything. It's ridiculous. This is all according to the Forbes article I'm reading. And yes, it does cite Michael Jordan as the only other NBA player to reach the billionaire status at two point whatever it was billion. So yeah, it's crazy. So there you have it. That's a yep. good one, Devin. Yeah, I thought it would be kind of interesting. We'll we'll see if who the next guy is to cross that list, but it's uh pretty crazy for it to be while he's still playing. Yeah. Um Okay. Uh, let's let's get let's get dark and depressing here. Okay. Um There was another school shooting that that happened in Texas. This was after we recorded Yes. And tying this into sports, there was a pregame uh, press conference that Steve Kerr had. 
where he expressed his frustration. Did you guys see that? Bits and pieces of it, yes. John, did you have a chance to uh, to see Steve's comments? No. Okay. Uh, basically, he came out and, and said, you know, we're not. I'm not going to talk about basketball. We're going to do the same thing that we did in the last game. You know, no changes, whatever. Um, I'm reading it now. Yeah. Yeah, and and then he he goes on to talk about this continuing to happen and he, he becomes very emotional and I guess I just want to talk about the role of sports in things like this. Um, because it was an opportunity where, you know, you can lose what's happening in the real world and we focus on, on a game, you know, something that really doesn't matter. None of this matters, guys. We do we do a podcast about sports. It's grown men playing a ball, getting paid ridiculous amounts of money to do it, and it's nice and it's entertaining. But it's it's you can take it or leave it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, what are the role? What's the role of sports in this? Do you expect to see more of this? Should players, coaches, be more outspoken? Because Kerr seems to be taking the torch from pop. And that's one of the things that I have grown to love about Popovich is he has always been one to speak out on issues. He's, you know, tried to be a leader on and off the court. It seems like, um, and I feel like Kerr is, is the next guy to do that. And the guy who's going to be doing that in the league, uh, just want you want your take on, on Kerr's comments or, the the crossover between socio-political issues and sports entertainment, I guess. Well, there, there's been an evolution. Um, you know, Mike, Michael Jordan didn't speak out that much when he was playing because he said Republicans buy shoes too. And after him, in the 2000s, there kind of seemed to be a shift of players going, maybe, maybe we should say something. Um, LeBron's been unafraid to speak out before. Pop's Pop's been doing this for 20 years. He's he's been unafraid to speak out, and I do. I I personally am not a shut up and dribble guy. I'm I'm okay with them expressing their opinions in other fields. You don't have to keep your opinions restricted to your own profession. Um, you know, we're Americans. We can talk about whatever is going on in America. Um, I I just finished reading his comments, and they all. You know, it's valid. It's it's valid to go after, you know, the ba- the background check bill that just isn't going anywhere. Um, the thing for me, and I don't know how many's happened since, but a couple days ago, I, I read this article on how there had been 15 mass shootings since Uvalde, Texas. Um, There's another like, one last night. Okay, there was and one in Philadelphia. Was. It's it's like yeah. we all got cooped up because we're in quarantine from COVID. Now everyone's going out, and now that everyone's going out. Mass shootings are going back up because the opportunity is there. Um, so, you know, I, I've I've got my own opinions on it. I, I need more than a few minutes to go over everything I feel about it. But um, when sports guys speak out on other topics, I don't have a problem with that. Even even when I disagree with them, and I don't, I can't say I disagree with Kerr here, but 
you know, I, I truly appreciate that people feel like they can do that. Some people can roll their eyes and say, what does a basketball coach know about gun control? Or what does this Hollywood actor know about global warming? Or, you know, whatever all the issues are from people who have microphones, who can, who have their voices automatically amplified, and then use it to try to do some good in the world. And, and you, you bring up a good point, because that's one of the things that I've always felt is, People should be comfortable enough and feel confident in speaking out, but that doesn't mean that you have to necessarily agree with them. And and there are moments where a player or a coach will say something that I absolutely agree with, and I think that's very well put. Uh, Thank you for bringing that to the conversation. And then there will be times when someone will speak out on something and I'll go, wow, that sounds wildly inaccurate. Why are you talking? And I feel like they should have the ability to do that. And I'm not going to say, you know, shut up and dribble or shut up and swing a baseball bat or whatever, you know, speak out on what you want to speak out on. But we as an audience and as fans have the responsibility to discern what is accurate and what is not accurate and to find fact in opinion you know what i mean and that's something that i feel like is just lacking overall uh, in society anymore is the ability to you know identify what is fact and what is opinion what is true and what is false that's just how we're in this giant mess of information that we are in but alan what, what what's your thought on this i I have no issue whatsoever with athletes using their platform to speak speak out on these uh, on these shootings or anything else. I I mean, it, it's it's like telling a normal work person that goes to work, and and again, this can be argued too. It's like telling you you can't have an opinion, you know. Right. And and I know a lot of people are going to say, well, they can have an opinion, they just don't need to share it with the rest of the world. Really? Why? Why? Why when you have an influence? You know, why not? You know, everybody complains about them being paid too much as it is. So why not have them put that money and their mouth to good use and speak openly about things and and donate money as they see fit and and, and put themselves out there to make a difference in this world? I fail to see a reason why they shouldn't. So I have no issue with them speaking, uh, speaking on issues, social issues, political, political issues. I'm a little bit sketchy on because I think that's a little different. But social issues specifically, they should be allowed to speak out on and say something on. And they should use that platform to, to, to bring awareness to things. So I have no issue with it. Well, and that's the thing. Like, as the person doing it, you take a risk, right? You take a yep. risk in, in voicing your opinion because – not everyone's going to like your opinion, whatever it may right. be. Um, but we all we all do the same thing daily. You yeah. know, we throw our opinions onto Twitter, and our audience may not be as large as theirs. But if we were in a position where we had a bigger audience, I don't think we would stop voicing our opinions, or or that we should right. feel that we need to. We might we might say, well, hey, the repercussions of voicing this could cause me to lose opportunities or, you know, whatever it may be. Right. But we should never feel that we can't. Exactly. So. 
All right. Well, we'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens if any changes come about from athletes speaking out. But yeah, like you said, there have been several uh, several shootings since then, John, including the the one in in Philly this morning. I think it was this yep. morning or late last night. So. All right. That's uh, that's all I have for quick hits this week. Before we move to pop culture, I have a question because I just got a notification come up. What's going on, you soccer folk, in the world qualifying, the World Cup qualifying? Like, what is it? When is the World Cup? Um, is it this? No, it wouldn't be this summer. Is it the then? end of the year? And no. I know they won't have it this summer because yeah, the summer games are about to start here in another in month, November. too. Because we're at the Olympic Summer Games here in another month. Okay. The reason why I ask is apparently there's a team that's making headlines and deserve and deservedly so. And I it makes me even more happy because of what it's represented over the last few months. Ukraine. The Ukraine is moving their way up the ladder pretty quick. They're in the playoff finals right now, and they're gonna be playing Wales today. So props to Ukraine. I just had to bring that up. I thought it was kind of cool with all that's been going on in the Ukraine. They're having success otherwise in soccer right now. So, yeah, it looks like if Ukraine wins, um, if they went out, then they'll be facing the U.S. in November. Do we want to like I know this is I know that you already did quick hits, but Devin, you like soccer, too. Like, is this. Is this a big thing? Is this really exciting for Ukraine? I, I think it is. I, and I'm I'm a, I'm not a soccer guy. Yeah, I, I would think so. You know, uh, the, the World Cup is an opportunity to have your nation represented on the biggest stage in soccer. And when you've got a, a country who is under attack and, you know, basically Russia doesn't want them to be their own country anymore, I, I think it's great for their national morale. Um, you know, and I, I would love to see them there. I think everyone would love to see them there. So, yeah. So go, uh, U- go Ukraine. World Cup will be the very end of November. I think it starts around the 21st. Uh, yeah. So, well, it looks we'll like they're happens. about to go. Looks like they're about to go live with Wales at some point in time in the next little while. So, if you're, it looks like it's on ESPN Plus. So, if you're a subscriber to either ESPN plus or the Disney package. You ought to check it out. Cause it's going to be on here in a little while. So and I, I think Ukraine will win that game. Um, because when it comes to soccer, soccer is played on a field and whales need water to, uh, Oh, wow. To move around. Wow. So wow. They, they should be able to move around them pretty easily and score a lot of points. However, depending on the type of whale, it could they could have a really really effective goalie, so you know keeper play is oh. going to be the difference in this match. John, your thoughts? <laughs> um, I mean I'll I'll root for Ukraine. I think it's a great story, <laughs> and they've they've shown they know how to hold field and defense. So, all right, well, go Ukraine. Okay, okay. That's, en- that's enough of all that. Let's move over to pop culture. John, two things you want to talk about. Uh, where do you want to start? Movies. Um, okay. Seen a few movies since we last talked. I saw Firestarter, which did go to theaters, but it also premiered on Pre- Peacock, so I watched it there. 
Uh, it's a remake of the 1984 movie, or you could just say it's another version of Stephen King's book. Um, the 1984 version isn't that good, but it is better than the 2002 version. I can just leave it at that. Um, I also saw Downton Abbey A New Era, which is the second Downton Abbey movie. I found it slightly better than the first movie, so if you're a fan of the first movie, you'll like the second movie. But the big one I want to talk about is Top Gun Maverick. Um you know, this was announced way back in 2018, yep. and I've been waiting for this. Um, Top Gun was my dad's favorite movie, and I was really hoping I'd be able to see it with him. Um, he died in 2020, so I couldn't. But when we walked out of there, um, I was talking to my mom. I saw it with my mom and my sister, and I was like, I just know that if we were leaving, my dad would have been like, I have a new favorite movie. I, I thought it was great, and it's somewhat of a miracle. It's really hard to make a sequel to a movie over 30 years later and have it be as good as it was. And yet it it like followed a lot of the original Top Gun formula beats, but it just did everything so well. I was just super impressed by it. Um, it, it takes place you know a little more than 30 years after the first one, and Maverick's been commissioned by the Navy to go teach the new recruits of Top Gun for this deadly mission coming up. Um, you know, the the plot the plot's a little more coherent than the first one. Um, the, the mission, there's a lot of focus under it, and it was interesting to have the focus be on the teacher rather than the recruits, although the re- recruits do get their chance to shine. Um, but, you know, Tom Cruise is awesome at what he does. The, the flying was impressive, especially when you consider how much of that flying really was done by those actors in those planes. They all learned how to actually fly these planes. And all the insane flying that they do, you know, Tom Cruise is really flying it. It's just, it's so impressive. Um, so I, I would say, even even if you haven't seen the first one, um, and my, my daughter that saw it with us, uh, she had only seen the first half on... Netflix a few weeks ago to just kind of get time for it, but she really liked it too. I think I think it's enjoyable for everybody. Um, fans of the original movie or not, it's just a really, really solid movie, and it's one of my favorite movies of the year so far. I've had a, a quite a few people who have told me that they feel like this was better than the first. Yeah. Yeah, I, I love the first one. There's the first one. The first one holds up pretty well as an 80s you know, historical film, but it's still, it's still a lot of fun and everything. And this one, yeah, I, I would argue that this one is, is a better movie. I, I think it is better than the original and I really enjoyed the original, but this, this one is it. like just super solid. It's, I was just, I was just really impressed with, th- this is a prime example of taking a movie formula that we all pretty much know but you can still make this incredible movie as long as you're hitting all the elements right, and it does. So, yeah, um, I, I really enjoyed it. I still need to see it. Had plans to see it. Had a rough couple of weeks. Plans fell through, um, or I let them fall through. You you see it how you see it. But I didn't go see it, but I want to really bad. Um, I also, one thing that is lost on the original is, maybe not lost, but the music because Kenny Loggins and Berlin, you can't get much better than both of those um, in the original. So I'm kind of hoping that there's some equally good music in this one, too. Um, yeah, they, they use a lot of the original um, soundtrack. There's a lot of callbacks in this musically. Uh, yeah. the, the opening credits is the exact same style this time around as it was in the original. Okay. Um, 
so Han, Han Zimmer does this soundtrack again, and there's a couple other people. Lady Gaga actually wrote an original song for it that I'm sure is going nice. to get nominated for an Oscar next year. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's like every everything I liked about the first movie is back, and oh, then good. there are that many more elements to enjoy this time around. Good. Yeah. Well, then I look forward to seeing it when I do. Um, Devin, you have any plans to see Top Gun Maverick? Um. Like I, I'd want to see it, but I, I probably should watch the first one first. Have you never seen the first one? I don't think I have, and I saw that Ooh. it's on uh, Netflix. Yep, on Netflix. So yeah. I think it just left Netflix. So no, it was just there two days ago. It better not have. I, I'm pretty sure I saw that they were going to remove it from Netflix, and it was just going to strictly be on Paramount Plus. I'm looking. Wow. Hold on. That was short. Hold on. Yeah. I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure they pulled it from Netflix. Oh, they did. It's gone. Oh, yep. Okay. Guess I'll never watch it. I'm not getting. However, they replaced it with Mission Impossible 4: Ghost Protocol. That's on there now. Oh, anyway. Who cares, uh, Alan? <laughs> no one cares. That's nice. But yes, Devin, you need to see the original. But hey, uh, if you want a a movie, buddy, we can go see Top Gun Maverick together. I'm good with that. All right. All right. We might have to so, do that. Okay. All right. Oh, let's oh it's talk. on. Uh, it's on. It's on Amazon and Paramount. Ooh, Still. there you go. So if you have there one you of those two, you can see it that way. Okay. Well, let me look at. Let me look at Amazon though, because if it's on Amazon, it may. Let's see. Oh yeah, you know what? It's on Prime. If you have Prime, you can watch it. It's free. Yeah. Yep. So. All right. Let's move on to TV's series, and you are a man after my own heart. We want to talk a little bit of Star Wars, and I better stop this and say to anybody listening, I don't think John and I will get too spoilery, but just in case we do, if you haven't seen Obi-Wan Kenobi's first three episodes, you might just want to drop off now and pick it up later. So uh, I don't know how spoilery you want to get, but how have you liked it so far? Um, Overall, I have liked it. I, I really okay. enjoy going back to the Star Wars world. I'm glad we're in a slightly different time period than the other series we've had so far. Um, you know, Mandalorian and Boba Fett are going on at the same time, and now we're getting a series that's halfway between episodes three and four. So I'm enjoying seeing how society's functioning during that. Yeah. I'm loving Ewan McGregor's performance. Yes. Um, I've been, I, th- I think the plot in general has been pretty good so far. There have been some um, there have been some inconsistencies with uh, just lo- logic inconsistencies, especially in episode three. I mean, I loved seeing the return of Darth Vader. And I thought that yes. was awesome, being the way he's supposed to be. I, I love that Hayden Christensen came back for this. Um, there, there was, I yeah, I don't want to be too spoilery but there was some stuff that went on at the end of episode three that just didn't make sense that just like logical sense like why did this happen why did he let this happen how, yes. how did this person get from here to there is that that all kind of threw me so i'm i'm enjoying it overall i'm hoping that the back half is able to be a little stronger than what's happened but in general i am enjoying it and Hopefully they can stick the landing. 
And I'm not going to get too spoilery either. I have only one minor issue about episode three, which could ultimately be framed as a major issue. And, uh, you know, again, without being too spoilery, but this is almost like, how can you not talk about this series and at least be somewhat spoilery? And I think people who haven't seen it can still make assumptions before they've seen it. Like, I'm just going to say this, the duel. I don't think that should have. Yeah, anyway, you, you, you know where I'm going with this. So, yeah. I don't because, I don't like yeah. how that ended. Let's just put it I don't that way. I don't even I don't even like the fact that it took place because you now have to explain the line from a new hope that says when once we left you were the master now I am the master and it makes no sense now. To me it doesn't add up and that's just me. I'm I'm waiting to see how this series plays out to see what happens. That's what I'm waiting for. Um but there are things about this series I have enjoyed um a lot of people i mean i've had i've had one of our listeners brett who has texted me and quite a few people i've seen have talked about why we've had obi-wan acting the way he's acting and i've and 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 not acting as in as in acting in the movie but as in his character the way he's acting and my thought process is people go back to revenge of the sith he thought anakin was dead he thought the jedi had lost he had pretty much withdrew himself to be in 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 hermit status so of course he's going to become a little bit disconnected from the world and not care and not care about anybody and rusty yeah rusty too so it's just interesting to me but i've really loved the way this thing's played out so far i i like you said the story's actually been pretty solid it's been good um episode three was my favorite but surprise surprise for one reason and one reason only Anyone who knows me knows who my favorite character is of all time, and that's Darth Vader. So I had reasons to enjoy it. And the first, if I saw some somebody on Twitter, it was Tiffany, uh, Tiffany Gurney say um, the first five minutes of episode three. Yeah, folks, <laughs> you, watch the first five minutes of episode three and you'll drop it right there because, wow, Um because just the way that 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 episode opened got got me chills, got me going. So it was really good. This series has been really good to this point. Um, I think it's the best Star Wars series to this point, isn't it? Uh, I still think Mandalorian's better, but we'll see how the rest of the season goes. Okay, because I'm I'm starting to put it on Mandalorian level, if not better. But uh, and that's that's pretty big because Mandalorian was fantastic. So I'd, I'd say three episodes in, it's still above Boba Fett for me. And agreed. We'll just see how by the end of the season where it really measures against Mandalorian. Agreed. So and and on that. So everybody, if you're still with us and if you see if you've seen it, great. It would you know tell us what you think. If you haven't and you decided to stick through it, you really need to see it. There were some announcements made at Celebration. They've announced a new. Uh, what was it? Oh, crap. See, I've lost all of the announcements from Celebration, Star Wars Celebration. Um, there's a new series, I think. Uh, gosh, see, I'm trying to bring it up. I don't know if you caught up on any of it uh, at all. Let's see if I can bring up something on it real quick. It looks like it's coming. Here we go. Um, that's not it. Major announcements. Here we go. Um, so they showed the teaser trailer for Andor. The first teaser trailer. It looks really good. That's the next series that is going to be released later this year. Um, Bad Batch number season two is coming out. 
Um, there is there was official teaser trailer for a game. I don't care much for the games. There was um, the tra- trailer for Bad Batch season two. There was uh, hold on. I'm where's the rest of it? There's a new series coming out, and I've already forgotten the name of it. A new announcement of a new series, Skeleton something or another. Now I forgot what the name of it was. Skeleton Crew with Jude Law. So, yeah, Skeleton Crew with Jay Law. Jude Law, Jude sorry. Law. Jude yeah. Law. So that's that's coming out. Um, it's supposed to take place during the time frame between uh, a, a New Hope and, and Revenge of the Sith as well. Um, oh. oh, no, no. Yeah, you're right. I'm thinking of yeah. the Acolyte. Yeah, no, that's one of the biggest new announcements right there. Um, gosh, they made a whole bunch, and now I've forgotten what they all were. So they have, they did announce when we'll see the new seasons of everything. Uh, they are are holding back uh, Mandalorian season three till next year, the first part of next year, I believe, February. Um, Andor will come out this fall. Bad Batch, I believe, comes out this fall or, or late this year. Um, they they teased a little Ahsoka series and talked about her a bit. Um, I'm trying to remember if it, it was a big weekend of announcement. Oh, they had Warwick Davis and they talked about the new series Willow. Mm-hmm. Did you hear about that? Yeah. So had him on talking about what's coming up and they re- re- released an official teaser trailer, which I have not watched yet. Um. I watched a funny 60-second video a few months ago of Willow introducing the cast and everyone in the cast, like... Yes. I don't remember how it was. It was like... Yes. They, they, none of them had seen the original or something, and he's just, like, getting more and more frustrated. It was pretty funny. I remember it, too. But, yes, they did release an official teaser of the series, so I need to go out and watch it. Um, anyway, that's the biggest news uh, out of, out of you know, pop culture, out of Celebration, Star Wars Celebration. Um I can't think of anything else. Uh, should we should we throw in a little bit of pop culture that came through that uh, that free Johnny Depp took place? Yes. No. No. <laughs> I, I figured toxic there would be relationships a are not entertainment. <laughs> I figured that would be a unanimous no. <laughs> anyway, um, I can't think of anything else. Devin, what have you got for this week's pop culture? Um, I just watched uh, a show. I don't know if you guys have heard of it. It's called Stranger Things. Oh yeah, that oh, one. Yeah. Oh right. Um, Are you all done? Yeah, yeah. I finished Sweet. it up last night. Wow. So, uh, yeah. John, I, you'll I, let us know in a couple weeks, right? When you're done. Yeah, I've only watched the first episode of the new season, so. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, I'll just. What did say you the, think, Devin? The, the Danny DeVito cameo was completely unexpected. And uh, the part where Doctor Strange uh, <laughs> oh, comes <God>. in, <laughs> did, 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 you, did anyone else expect to see Doctor Strange in this I, one? I'm, I, I'm I was shocked. Um, no, but Devin, what did you It made think sense. <laughs> John's like, I have. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Doctor Stranger Things. Yes. Um, I, I, really, I really enjoyed it. Um, I, I like the journey that it takes you on. I like how dark it is. Um, yes. I'm really excited for the the last two episodes. I was under the impression that I was going to get another seven, 
you only will get two additional episodes come July 1st. Two hours apiece. Yeah, but the, but they are lengthy, so you know that that helps a little bit. But yeah, episodes are longer this season. You're looking at an hour and fifteen minutes plus for each each episode if you haven't watched it already. Um, and yeah, I I, I like it. I like how many storylines are going during this season. It's not just you know everything taking place in Hawkins. There's so many other things going on. There there are flashbacks, too, that at first confused me whether it was current or flashback, if you know what I mean. It really kind of took me for a twist a little bit, but it was really good. This 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 season really went a direction I didn't expect it to go. Well, yeah, yeah. Entering into the Marvel Cinematic Universe was was really unexpected, but uh, I'm I'm not giving anything away. But, John, you're going to have to let us know what you think, because there was some there's some twists in this that I just did not expect or anticipate at all. Devin, would you agree? Um. Yeah, yeah, I I didn't expect them, but the way that things are coming together. Yes, uh, it's coming together in a very nice way. I can't recall. Is this the final season? Yes. This is the series finale. Okay, that's what I that's what I thought. Yep. And I I thought I saw something that said there was going to be a fifth season, but no. The reason why they're doing this as a series finale and why they're trying to wrap it up is they just simply can't keep up with the age gaps that's now happening with the actors and actresses. So this is it. This is this is all wrapped up with a nice bow. It's done. Wow. Uh no. Are you sure? According, according to IMDb, season five is going to be the last season. Interesting. I heard this was it. I heard this was the series finale. And quite frankly, with the way it's going, I don't know how you can write a season five because it feels like uh, this is it. Yeah, yeah. Season five confirmed. Interesting. Is now? Uh, didn't I, they, isn't this? Didn't they just release like part one of season four? Isn't there going to be yes. like? Okay. Yes, yeah, so they, they yeah. release seven episodes now. The, the last two episodes, again, will be two hours apiece, will be released next month, July. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, see, I'm, I'm seeing that, uh, what John said, there, there is a season five that is, has been confirmed. So Wow. Man, I did not foresee that, and I don't know how they're going to... Like, that said, now that I'm watching this season... Or have watched it. I don't know where they could possibly go with it, but uh, you haven't even finished this season. Well, I mean, we have two more episodes, but I'm just saying, man, what the Duffer Brothers have done! Holy crap! What like, they have done is bankrupted Netflix. That's what they've done. <laughs> They're the ones making the money. <laughs> I, that's what I'm saying. There's no bankrupt going on here. What these two have done is shy of brilliance, pure brilliance, with what they've done with this series. Yeah, so uh, John, get caught up because okay. uh, we're gonna do uh, a season four recap early in July. Yes. yes. Um, so we can kind of talk about where a season five could go. My uh, so so you got you got time. My daughter Adriana has decided she will not watch the final. She will not watch uh, this these seven episodes until she can watch everything in July. So I'm wondering if there are a few people out there that are like that too, that they may wait and watch everything all at once in July instead of waiting. Well, uh, is she on social media? Because I'm going to send her spoilers. 
think I'll tell that because I have to uh, protect her. Um, so I think I'll 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 stay away from that. All right, I'm gonna go check your Facebook and see who you're friends with. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, I'm just gonna be like sending fake spoilers like the whole time. <laughs> Eleven anyway. dies in episode two. Yes, totally, totally. Wow. Oh. This That's sorry, John. Mistake, but okay. Yeah. Well, this. Yeah, I You'll have to watch this season, John, because no. <laughs> so, all right. Anything else you want to throw in there, Devin? Um, no. Okay. No. It's a long episode this time around. I didn't even think we'd go this long. So, hey, how about that? Um, That's what she said. All right, everybody. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for joining us on this week's Jedi and Germs. We appreciate you. Uh, you do do the usual leave us a review let us know what you thought um you're welcome to reach out to us over twitter and let us know what you thought as well um we'll talk to you real soon john take us out hi everybody Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.